This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Tap Into. I'm Travis. I'm Pete. And I'm Cassie. And we're excited you're joining us on this journey of conscious rising. Wait, what does that mean? I'm glad you asked, Pete. It means we're going to be sharing our experiences and tools for a life centered in joy, purpose, and gratitude. Life as it comes our way. So, the good, the bad. Don't forget the what the fuck. <laughs> exactly. So, come as you are, set aside what you think you know, and simply listen. And as always, take, take what, what you, you like and leave the rest. We're on. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. So, Bula says we're not freezing. So, that's Thanks, good. Thanks, Bula. You said we were freezing. You didn't say well, that. She said the internet was freezing. No, I said our internet is freezing. Your Facebook is fine. Okay. Well, now that that's cleared up, um, we... Ooh, it's 3.33. And yeah. it's 3.33. So, that's the sign that we're going to roll. So, Cassie didn't turn into a glitter-bombed blonde, although... We might have to borrow this to have her start wearing this every single time because <laughs> love I'm it. loving it. Uh, as you can tell, we've got a new, imp- not improved, would never say that no. about Cassie. But it goes with the word improv. Improved. improv, New and improved. Uh, special guest with us today. And as you saw from our poster and our advertisements, this is the amazing, most brilliant, most beautiful Amy Lazeski. Oh, thank you. Hello, yes. internet world. Yes, yes, yes. It's not yes. Lazuski. It's Laseski. Laseski. Oh no, Z. No Z. Laseski. Laseski. Got it. So many. We'll see how many times that we can get this right. Last names ending in T. However you want. Lou. We'll call you Lelewski. Oh, Lelewski. Uh Yeah, so Cassie is at home with her beautiful... <laughs> We're sending lots of fun energy to Cassie, if you're watching. Yeah, her beautiful little girl is... Um, mm. Have a little bit Remy. of a flu. Remy's got the flu, so love to you and, and, and all your family and all that good stuff. So we can't mm-hmm. wait to see you back next week. Um, but the show must go on. Is that not right, Amy? That's correct. Is that, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have my red cowboy boots Oh my gosh, those boots are fabulous. Just too. so that everybody knows, this is a whole ensemble. She's got it wings. Is. Yes. <laughs> so, oh goodness. Right. Uh, Travis and I have been living a life the past year and a half that we didn't we didn't have a word for it, and. Now we do, since we've met you and read your book. Um, how about we? How about a little bit of an introduction? And that I'm, inter- I'm introducing. He's introducing. Well, yeah, I'm introducing. We're going to get to her introducing her. Did you share this, Daniel? <laughs> oh, okay. okay. And so Travis and I, we left Kentucky. We sold all our shit. And we just left without a plan. Right. We said yes. Yes. And then and every <laughs> day kept going on. And we said and, and we kept accepting and taking what was in front of us, but we didn't know that that was called yes and. So we now have a name for it, and it is a specific improv term. Um, so, Amy, if you'll introduce yourself okay. and then tell us your affiliation with improv and owning a studio or owning a theater and writing a book and like, who's Amy? What's she about? Oh, man, let's get into that. Yes. Well, I'm one who uh, feels comfortable in a gold glitter sequin <laughs> bodysuit with wings. Trust us. If we would have had them, we would have felt just as comfortable. I know. <laughs> Next time. 
Um, yeah, so I opened an improv theater. I, I always was into acting. I love performing. I love being on stage. And I found out there's this thing called improv, improvisation, where you can just make up the stuff as you're going on the stage. So it's super risky, which is super fun. Um, I also don't like memorizing words, memorizing lines. Mm. So um, I don't love following a script. And I got fell into this art form called improv. And I'd always known it just as the thing that you see on TV, like whose line is it anyway? And I found out there's something called long form improv. Um, so I did that short form improv, that game based improv for a while. Uh, but at the same time was learning this stuff from the Second City and IO in Hollywood and taking classes up there about long form being like basically creating theater on the spot, creating scenes, creating a montage of scenes and all these different really fun forms and ways to do it. And it's really, I just fell in love with it. It was just really, really fun. And so I didn't want to move to LA. So I decided if I'm going to stay in San Diego, I needed a place to perform that kind of uh, theater, improvised theater all the time. And so I opened Finest City Improv. Um, geez, that was seven years ago, maybe. Wow. Um, yeah, that I really started working on that in earnest. And then we've been in our current space for about four and a half years. And just today we're looking at what comes next. What's the future like? Cause it's Sweet. the end of the year and, uh, it's time for, you know, to consider that. What else do you want to know? What else? What did, what did I not cover? I think you covered it all. Well, I, the reason that you're sitting here right now is yeah. a very yes and story because, our very first friend when we moved to San Diego, and at that point we hadn't moved. We just were here to visit long term. Yeah, was Coco Smith, who you I played with back on the with. short form okay. team. Yeah, um, and so she. Oh wait, I like it better the way you said it. You have a history with him. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. You have a history, and you all can contact them for the story later. Um, but like, she came up to us and she says, "We're going to be friends." That's awesome. And we were like, "Yes, that's very Coco." And it's been an awesome ride. It's very Coco. It um, is very Coco. And if you know Coco, it was like she – before we even met her, we had the pleasure of sitting at a – it was a meeting, um, a convention of sorts with her. And the whole time she was just disgruntled. She was about sitting about where you were just pissed off at the world it seemed like. And then whenever she came up to us, we were like, you're going to be our friends. We were both like, okay. <laughs> <Do> we have <laughs> to be? Okay. You look like you might be a little pissed off. But it, it was one of the best sessions we said yes and – Two. Mm-hmm. So, yes, and. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mindset. So here's the thing. We use it as a short as a, a short form in our mind, like a way to remember that um, the way improv works, the way it's funny, is because the people on stage are getting along really well, like to put it simply. They're agreeing with the reality that's been created in that moment. Somebody de- made a move on stage. Somebody became a character. Somebody created a line of dialogue, set a line of dialogue and committed to that. And what you need from your partner in that moment on stage, because you're on stage, if people don't know improv, you've got no sets, no props, no costumes, uh, no script. There's nothing. But what you do have is each other. You've got your teammates and your teammates have your back. And the biggest way we can do that is to yes and each other. So if I come out and the two of us are doing a scene and I'm like, um, you really rocked that show last night. Uh, first of all, there's a couple things I just did there. Like I started to talk a little different like on this character, right? <laughs> and 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 I said that he he rocked the show. So once some, what he needs to do is first agree. He needs to be like, yeah, I did a show. I rocked it. And he might even match me a little. Maybe like – go ahead. He could be like, yeah. Yes. I really shit. rocked yeah. it. Okay, that's the yes. That's the part that he's like, I'm on board with you. I got this. We're together in this moment. Let's go. Let's see where this goes. And the and part is I like to think of it as add something 
unique from yourself or add value. It's So you agree and you add. So he would add on like maybe what the show was or whatever, just build upon that idea. Yes, I really rocked that. And it was my favorite pair of socks I wore ever that night. Dude, it was those socks that made you shine. Like I was in the audience and I was like, the socks, man. Glad I picked out those socks. Like we're just laughing because we're just like going along, uh, yeah. going with the flow. Like going in. Yes. So you would yes and that I picked out those socks. And then we'd be like, yeah, man, this one's for the life. <laughs> <laughs> and we see, that's this. what I like about that because whenever, you know, the book, uh, as we discussed, it's called um, Relax. We're all just we're making this all stuff just up. Just making this stuff up. Really, I think once you read it, you really want to start saying relax. We're all just making this shit up (laughs) because that's kind of how, you know, you're in the mindset of as an adult. It's like life It's sometimes can be shitty, but sometimes can be wonderful depending on how you look at it. But I think like whenever you read it, the yes and it doesn't necessarily have to be for me. Whenever I read it, I was like, whenever you say yes and it's like another to say, how am I trying to get this out? Yes. And um I want to do an additional thing. It doesn't necessarily have to be additional whenever it comes to like improv, right? right? It just has to say yes and then just build on it any way you want to. It's a good way to think about this. And I teach a lot of uh, corporate workshops. I go into companies like we've been, we're just at a place in Indianapolis. We work with Reef, we work with WD40, we work with a ton of people. And the way we present it to them that really resonates is like it's sort of the opposite of yes, but. Yes, but is what we walk around saying a lot. Because it's like this quick little defensive reaction. Like if I said, uh, yeah, that show was really great last night. And you're like, yeah, but man, did you really see the way I flubbed that that one? So you still actually kind of agreed that you did a show. Or maybe you were like, yeah, but I'm not a great rock star. Like, no, dude, like you just blew – like we just missed that moment. We had a moment to just love you being a rock star. Let's just love that for a second and see where that goes. So people bring you ideas all the time in life. And we have for some reason like very quickly go to this yes but. I call it the yes but monster. It's like that's our mindset. So we're just trying to develop a mindset of what if – what if we went down this road for a second? What Because you know what that means though is often we have to put ourselves outside of our comfort zone Mm -hmm. when you say yes and. When you don't say but – like hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Wait, But yeah. Or like it would be great if we could move one day. Yeah, but we don't have the money to do it. Boom. Done. (laughs) Over. (laughs) Nowhere to go from there. You're like, yeah, it would be great if we could move one day. And if we did, maybe we'd live somewhere warmer. 78 degrees in San Diego today. Shout yes. out to my New York it friends. Been beautiful. Shout out to my <laughs> New York friends. Sorry, I have been here 16 years. I will still do that. You know, I used to hate – my brothers lived in Florida for 10-plus years. And so and we just moved to California about a year ago. And so before then, it was Kentucky. So we'd get all the seasons, yeah. snow and everything. And he would always do that. And I'd be like – that is horrible. Don't ever do that. I would never do that if I was in California again. And But you do it and you don't even realize it sometimes. It's like yeah. I'll be talking to my cousin or my mom and be like, yeah, today was a great day. Went to the grocery. It's 78 degrees and sunny. <laughs> Perfection by the beach. Mom, dad, I'd love to talk to you about the weather, but it's just perfect. <laughs> but it's just, You've got really, nothing to complain there's about. really just nothing to complain about. <laughs> There. I'm just getting some stuff shared out to us because we're having a little bit of technical difficulties here at the Special to Produce Network. I love this place, though. I do, too. Mm-hmm. It's great. So great. Yeah. You are missing this. Um, who, are we, who are we rubbing those? Cat and Jesse. Cat and Jesse. They're missing Cat it. They're, my, they're missing mm-hmm. it. My team. Uh, Look at me in gold. I got to set up. I need posture. I know, right? <laughs> when you got wings, you need posture. Posture. <laughs> well, don't fly away just yet. Hey, yeah. maybe the, we saw a subject. dragon in the sky on the way over here. Like, no clouds except this one 
space in the sky. It was a perfect dragon. It was coming to breathe water on all the fires here in town. Well, not in town, but near us. But a dragon was, cloud. Yeah. A dragon cloud. It was literally the only cloud in the sky on the way over. That's here. awesome. And it was huge. Really, in San it Diego. was perfectly formed with eyes and everything. Neat. Yeah, yeah. it's Fine. yeah. We get a lot of those like individual cloud things. Either that or was story. <laughs> yeah. either that or was another fire that was creating <laughs> no. another cloud. Yeah. And no. I hate that. So okay, good. so I. After reading your book, yes, and I just kept having aha moments after aha moments. Not that it was specifically mm. – maybe I learned some new te- terminology whatever, but it was cool because a lot of the work that Travis and I have done in our growth in the past year and a half, two years has been to shed what doesn't serve us anymore and to halt what we think we know and then to just see what's out there and mm. just accept it, play with it. If it works for us, keep it. If not, toss it out. That's so cool. And your book, you know, one of the things that – especially with like – Working with a job, with a team, with whatever is trust. Mm-hmm. And the ideals of improv when it comes to team and trust and uh, the saying that you all say when you get off the stage, I've got your back. Yeah. Like that's so – in my experience with working, that's been so far and few between of not having an ensemble type environment, which is more like everybody wins, everybody supports everybody. And then versus the team concept of what are we here to compete against? Who's here to shine? What are we trying to knock down or mm-hmm. whatever? So like that, it's just the principles. Like I, w- I can't wait to work for companies or to be a part of to be a part of teaching it at some point, maybe to where I can spread this idea that no one has to shine on top. The more that we help everybody shine, the people who are super talented here shine. The people who are too super talented here. So, like it's just. Like, why didn't I learn this in third grade or right. 12th grade? Or well, like, we might have. We probably learned it in like first grade, but then we then we grew up. Then we grew up, yeah. Well, so, thank you so much, first of all. Thank you for reading it. Thank you for saying that you had all those aha moments. Yeah. It's not something that I ever expected to be doing when I went into improv. I just wanted to be on stage. I just wanted to be like, look at me. I'm acting. You know, like I just wanted to have fun on stage mm-hmm. and make people laugh. And I, it's so funny because before improv, I didn't even think I was like a, a comedic actor. Look at me now, but I thought, <laughs> I, was very, now, thought I was very dramatic. You walk around the house like this all day. I know. Oh, right. um, anyway, what I was going to say is then I got on stage and I started doing improv and like it wasn't clicking a lot of times for me with groups that I would play with. And what it was is that was just there was too much me. And what I had to do was let go. You told me this morning that 2018 is the year of letting go or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was sort of like what happened for me. The biggest lesson in improv was that I needed to – improv brings so many lessons. So anyway, um, I needed to let go and I needed to be more vulnerable. I'm like, you know, independent tough chick. Got to, yeah. you know, got to keep my guard up. You know, deal with a lot of shit and you got to like – that's how yep. you learn to live, right? So we all have learned a certain way that gets us through life and makes us feel comfortable in our, in our own comfort zone. My comfort zone is like do not ever be vulnerable. Be the tough girl. You know, I got this. Don't you dare tell me I need your help <laughs> kind of thing. And I would took that into acting. It didn't work. So improv helped me. <laughs> Why are you keep looking out there? Yeah. <laughs> no, I keep like, – I looked at Pete because that sounds like something that would come out of Pete's head too. Well, right? so now look at me <laughs> talking online on the yeah. – you know, for the world telling you all about that. So that's pretty vulnerable. Yeah. And, uh, and just – that made the improv so much better and it was like magical. I never went into improv thinking I was going to be like teaching it or creating a theater. But what happened is we started to teach it to people and we started having all these people come to our introductory class and they were having these breakthroughs. And they were just like, 
wow, my life wasn't as fun as I thought it was, or wow, my work is more miserable than I realized. And holy cow, I have more joy in my life. And now I like, I, I'm looking for, I'm, I'm ready and open for what's about to happen. And, and I roll with it more and I'm not so anxious about it. And next thing you know, and they're like, I want more of this. And now we've had like hundreds of people like that. And so as soon as I realized like, oh, that's what we're teaching. I'm not teaching people to be on stage. I'm teaching them to find more joy in their life. And once I figured that out, I was like, all right, I got to write a book. I got to write a book about this and get this down and share some of the stories of those people that mm-hmm. had those moments. So. And that's so, what's cool about uh, that book specifically is because I, I'll speak for myself in this matter. I'm not a reader. I don't like to read. I'm a person that if there's a book on tape, yeah, I'm all about it. But I hardly ever read anything. It takes a lot to capture my attention, I guess. Okay. Um, and Pete blew through it right like super quick. Like I picked it up, he picked it up, and then he was like, I'm done. I'm like, crap. <laughs> but like the fact that I was able to read the whole thing, it's an easy read. Yeah. Wouldn't you say that? It's uh, about 100 pages, give or take. Yeah. Have you ever tried to write more than that? Shoot, no. No, 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 no. that on my ass. Don't ever that, do that again. <laughs> that's, that's why I always said that if I wrote a book, it would be a children's book with illustrations and five pages. <laughs> um, but yeah, check out the book for sure. It's called Relax. We're all just making this stuff up. Correct. Right? Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, it's by Amy Lezeski. And it's on Amazon. See? And it's on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll put a link down in the comments for sure. But if you're not a reader, check it out. It's about – aha moments for sure um because we we've always talked about how essentially we started out on this journey and just did it along the way yeah and then we read this book and it's like okay other people are doing this but now there's a name for it it's called yes and (laughs) um but specifically whenever it comes to the finest city improv what do you see what kind of people do you see that come in that want to do this because i i've we've been a few times and watched your shows yeah. it's hilarious Thank it's you. wonderful um then we realize that it's people that not professionals necessarily but they've really worked their asses off to yeah. like move their ways through it it would scare the shit out of me to get on that stage and do what you all do. So props to that. But what is the most people that you see coming in? The most people that we see coming in are people that are like, I'm just looking for some more fun in my life. Or I, or people tend to – somebody has told them like, oh, you should try improv. It will help you like speak better in situations or be, be more comfortable in social situations. So honestly, a lot of people that we get, they – have never even seen an improv show or been on the stage. And it's so funny because I thought, oh, you got to have a stage. You have to see the shows so that you'll want to take the classes because you'll want to get up on stage. Because doesn't everybody want to be on stage? What? They don't? (laughs) No, just me? No? Okay. Well, it's all mine. (laughs) Jesse Cat Cat and I will fight over it all day long. Uh It's my spotlight. Uh Um, But, but yeah, so people come and, and it turns out the more people would come see the show, they'd be like, they'd be like, well, I can't do that. And because you're looking at like, down the line, like, but at the same time, if you come at seven thirty on Friday nights to Greenhorn, those people there, it's a teacher doing a show with a level one student, and sometimes those students, wow. it's their first. A lot of them, they've never been on stage; it's their first time on stage. Some of them have never even seen the improv show. We go up there, and we yes, and whatever they say and do, and make them rock stars. And they come off the stage, and they're like, "I can't believe I just did that." So for some, it's a huge milestone, and absolutely. Are, extremely anxious going on. Um, the good thing is they're going on with other team, other classmates, and they have practiced in class support, trust, I got your back. That's, you know, that the basics, the foundations of, of improv, yeah. which basically strips away the magic and says, guess what? It, we're, you're, you don't have to be the funniest, the wittiest, the quickest on your feet. That's not what it's about. It's about taking a deep breath, relaxing, connecting, like actually making eye contact right. with somebody. 
listening, taking in what they say, and then maybe just repeating back what they say and adding one little thing, you got it. And those are some of my favorite shows. I think they're some of the funniest because huh. they're most authentic and they're just the most wonderful. You get to, you know, you get to play like, you know, when you're on the house team and next thing you know, you just think you're funny again and you just start going for all the bits now. <laughs> and then you're like, stop it. Stop. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. We have a lot of people that's coming on right now and that they're saying, I would love to be on stage, but I'm super shy. Yeah. What would you say to people that would say that? I'm sure you hear that a lot, right? Oh, all the time. And yeah, so that's the thing. It's like, it's not that people too, uh, if they really didn't want to be on stage, they won't go on stage. But deep down, it's kind of like one of those things like, someday I'd like to jump out of a plane or someday I'd like to just right. you know, know that I could do that. Doesn't mean I want to do it all the time. Um, I would say that like if the improv classes we put you up there pretty quick because we just want to sh- we just like rip the bandit off and show you like we just get two <laughs> minutes but you're gonna like you would be there with like me right on stage right. and I would just be doing everything to make you look awesome and and, and it works so it, you in the classes though we that's what we practice we don't practice being funny if you try to be funny in level one like if you're trying to make jokes and stuff like we just stop that we're like it's just not gonna it's not gonna serve you. Because, like, stand-up is, like, you practice and you hone that. I've never tried stand-up. You practice and you hone that joke over and over and over and over again until you get just the right laugh. We get our laughs because we go up and we just let our guards down and we work together. First of all, for some reason, we think it's hilarious when people are just, like, themselves. Right. <laughs> and, you know, let a little of themselves out and are a little vulnerable. And then, like, authentic because we're like, oh, yeah, I'm like that. Or, oh, I, I relate to that. Re- re- you know, humor, the very first level of humor is um, being able to relate to what's oh, happening. Wow. So the more you try, you're skipping ahead. You're, you're, you're wasting all that good, relatable humor. Mm-hmm. So w- one of the things that as you were explaining these level one stu- yeah. beginning students and what they overcome when they get on stage for the first time and someone has their back in a, in a vulnerable moment. Um, a couple – about two years ago, I started reading Brene Brown. Yes. Who is – for me is like when I want to learn something and vulnerability and um, shame and all those concepts she talks about are very difficult to- – they're, they're abstract topics and she makes them – she breaks it down to the finest thing and you know exactly what she's talking about. And you know exactly the moment in your life that you feel this and that and whatever. Yeah. And what I love about – you know, I've, I've learned all those things. But unless I actively go out and like – it's hard to find people to practice that with right. within the circle. Yeah. I mean Travis and I have been able to be vulnerable to each other because we've seen each other at our core, at our darkest, at our brightest and whatever. And we know that at the end of the day, it's always going to be okay. Nice. And we've added people to our circle, and you are definitely one of those people where you can just – and we're just getting to know each other. But, I, yeah. you know, you're kind of when our you people. you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're our people where it's like you can be vulnerable. You can do something that may hurt someone's feeling or whatever, and they just know that, like, it's okay. Like, that wasn't about me or that was or let's talk it out. Like, it's just okay. And so what improv has provided – and I haven't taken it yet, but I will be signing up for classes um, in the future um, – is that it, it allows us to put those – principles of how to be our most human mm. selves and connect with this world around us that we're here to do in my belief as in you use the word joy a lot to bring joy and to bring love in whatever way we see and everybody sees it differently um and improv is a way to put those steps into action it is i mean i wouldn't say that you're going to hear anything Brene brown says in your classes but it's literally a translation of that yeah 
in the physical. Yeah, she does fantastic research and on it. Just clicks. It. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. And the way it, what it looks like when you walk into a, a level one class is you're going to stand in a circle a lot, and you're going to do things like like we have a game where you just say your name and make a motion and use an adjectives, and everybody repeats that. And you're like, yay. And, and, you know, we do a lot of clapping. We play games like Zip, Zap, Zop. We're just sending those silly words around the circle. And so one of the things we ask you to do is, like, let go of any preconceived notions. Play all in. And if everybody's doing that, it's like an amazing – it's like you, next thing you know, you're like, oh, my God, it's two hours over. I'm still laughing. Like, I want to keep laughing. <laughs> and then awesome. it's like your two-hour laugh therapy every week. And next thing you know, your your comfort zone is growing and growing, and you're almost not realizing it until you have moments like intimate and like extreme examples, like one of them in the book that she's now a performer. But she had a um, – a, and I know we don't claim to be therapists. God, I'm the last thing for a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hire me. We'll do it under the table. Risk. Yeah, we'll do it under the table. Um, you know, stuff like going and getting her – this woman got, went and got her driver's license. She was scared to drive here in San Diego. She's like, that's too much for me. That's beyond my comfort zone. And then finally she was like, well, why not? Why not? And she just started being able to examine that and they started to be like, well, first step, go down and just get the information about the driver's test, you know. Uh, second, find somebody that, that look to my look to my people, my, my network, the people that I know have my back, see who could help me with this so I'm not doing this alone. That's a big improv thing. Wow. It's really hard to improvise alone. You can do it. You can play all the different characters. <laughs> no, you can't, Amy. That's, not, uh, but, sorry, that's a different thing. That's, that's my alter ego coming out. Amos. That's, always that's, welcome. That's my that's my no but alter no, but. ego. No but but yeah um, yeah. So we play a lot of games. We play a lot of games. And what kind of game? Do you have any games that we can play right now? Yeah, we can play. Um, we'll start with five things, and then we'll work you up to twelve things. Um, oh boy! Yes, we, we have a game called Five Things. So we might be in a circle, and we'll say, "I would give you a category like uh, five things that you want to get for Christmas," and then we'd all go, "Uh," and then I will randomly point at one of you, and you have to name something in that category. A car. And we all go one. Two. No, you have to say another <laughs> thing in the category. I'm saying another. So you're gonna you're gonna name oh, five things. So yeah. after everything I say, you say the number, and then I keep. Yeah, going. we okay. count. Okay, here we go. Five, five things, things I would find in your closet. Uh, a, a sweater. One. One. A pant. Two. two. A belt. Three. Glitter. Four. four. And uh, shoelaces. Five. five. And we'd say these are five these, things, these are and we clap, and then we then you would ask, you would name a category and quiz and somebody else. You could do five things, and then if you notice, it depends. Everybody has a different level of like it's not like a, a quick brainstorming, just getting stuff out. At first, you feel this tension, the struggle. So what we would ask in the class, great, where did you feel the tension or the struggle? And a lot of people would say like, oh, when I was put on that spot immediately, I'm like great. And then what did you do? How did you move on it? Well, I said something, I got something out. I'm like great, that's the next step. You just. You got you got to you got to say something. You got to commit to something. And sometimes at the first it takes a little longer. Your your two, three, and four kind of rolled out. Then you hit that next wall of like five. Five was hard. We do this again a few more times over the next few weeks. You'll be up to twelve. And oh, when wow. you when you get past that wall, that five or six or seven, you'll be like, oh yeah, like shoes, clogs, flip flops, uh, a vest, a sweater, a vest, a jacket, a scarf, <laughs> a hat. My mother, you know, you just my and anything that you say, <laughs> anything that comes out, yeah, my mom's in the closet, guys. 
get out of that closet, mom. Hi, mom. I know you've been married 50 years, but come on. Uh, so she, so um, you, and you practice that kind of stuff. So we play games like that that we wouldn't do normal and normally. And, uh, and then eventually you just start to be like, great, now can you be put on the spot and name a bunch of things? Oh, I can do that. Okay, cool. Now we're going to go, go move on to the next thing and build on that. It's crazy. Sorry, I just get to that. Like, okay, so I'm reading the book, and you give seven or eight different examples of games through different levels of class in the book. And I, you know, I've taken public speaking classes. I go on a live every week. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm like, when you said who wants to get on stage, I'm like, I would probably be okay getting yeah, on stage. There's a comfort zone level that, like, am I going to go to Brendan Burchard's conference and give a talk to Oprah Winfrey about how to live her life better? That may be a wall for me, but like, just getting up on stage. Um, or raising my hand or like I'm, I'm comfortable with that. And so I'm reading the the book and I'm, you're going through all these things and I'm like, okay, I could do that. I could do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I get it. Maybe I should just go to like level four straight away. <laughs> and then you put me in the arena with this and you say, name five things in your closet. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. Like even, even though I know from the book and from yeah. the exercise that it's like making stuff up and being exuberant is part of the process. Um, and I, even then I was just like. Because uh, so, like, our brain does that fight, to, flight, freeze thing. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah our, our, our reptilian brain is like, ah, it it pan, it sees. We we have fear in us when it's it's kept us safe, but we kind of overdo it yeah. a lot in our lives. So this is a muscle that needs it's to be trained. A muscle the that needs concept to be trained. I get, but the muscle. I'm excited to. And then to work I on this. transfer that muscle practice to when you're off the stage, or when you're outside the class, when you're in life. I call it like the why not muscle. So that in that moment, you have enough strength to push forward and say, why not? Sure. You know? So if somebody was like, hey, do you want to go? Do you want to go to this party with me on Friday? And you're kind of like, oh, parties. And like, but you know, you need to get out more. You might be like, why not? And that's, you know, and be able to say that. That's how it's like changing people's lives on little scale, a little scale and bigger scale. I like that's like a two for two, right? So that game that you were talking about that you named the five things. Yeah. Not only does it feel like maybe with practice it gets your brain firing a lot quicker mm-hmm. just on everyday life. It does. But the whole why not as well is just it, it gets you to take uh, chances a little take bit risks. more. Yeah. Take risks. Yeah. risks. And that's what I got. Like when I went to – in the beginning of the book I talk about I went to um, – an all day conference uh, full of CEOs and executives. There were like 600 there. And I was there just to check this, you know, organization out. And I was like right up in the front with during this speaker because I knew he was going to hand out something. He wanted somebody to get up on stage. And I was like, oh, like me. And he wouldn't pick me because um, that was not long, you know, it didn't go with his shtick. Right. And so he threw this ball out to this other person that who had to randomly be the person who had to get up on stage. But And then the guy was given one chance to hand it away, and I was like, I will take that from you. I will go up on stage. Anyway, long story short, I went up on stage. I won this painting, and, and I didn't really want it anyway. But I got to be in front of this entire group, and everybody there knew who I was then and had heard what my business is. And I had like a dozen people rush up to me after him and say to me, how did you do that? And I went, how did I do what? Like you mean the – Getting on the stick, they're like, no. It was literally the act of like, in that, not hesitating, raising your hand in that moment. I was like, oh, I can teach you, and that's partly why I was like, I got to write a book on this. I didn't realize like to the degree like the simple things that we do yeah. to take risks every day. Well, it's like the introvert thing, right? It's mm-hmm. like you you're almost teaching people to be a little bit more extroverted, I a guess, little bit, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I consider myself an introvert that. Uh, social, a social introvert is that a thing? Maybe I think so. I, I mean, like I, to be a, yeah. in groups, but I don't. But, but then you recharge I by being alone. Re- yes. I recharge alone in a hammock yeah. 
with with a book. Yeah. yeah, but it's like these things can be taught. Just kind of like vulnerability. Do you believe that can be taught? Right. Absolutely, it was taught to me. <laughs> taught, yeah, yeah. That's really cool because yeah. I know a lot of people are you know sitting here saying, "Oh, I can't because of such and such. I don't like to get out of the house. I don't like to be on stage. I don't like to be yada yada." Insert here, right? Yeah. But you can. You can learn this stuff if that's what you want to do. Introverts, yeah. if you just want to be introverted, go for it. But mm-hmm. if you're one of those people, like. I think I am. I mean, I think that would be cool to be able to say, yeah. I would like to get out more. I would like to be on the stage more or, or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. This and is that, your thing. Yeah. That's that's what I loved about you talking about the stories in your book. I mean, some of the people who work for you that you gave stories to, like Jesse's in there about his mm-hmm. – he sold all his shit, moved across country and started over. Like I got him completely and then – he went through that whole like rebirth phase of getting in front of people and learning the improv techniques. And I love that because it's like the one thing that an introvert loves is being around their own people. Now that yeah. doesn't happen very often. Like we were at this parade, we were at a, a rally, the women's rally in San Diego last year. And it was like so bad. The introverts are here. Like I wasn't was one of the signs. <laughs> oh yeah. I went with somebody else. We as in me and somebody else. Yeah. Hey Betsy. Um, and I love that because I can be around people who know who who have are empathetic to yeah. my vulnerabilities of being like okay too much energy in the room right now and we can take a break but we can all come together and laugh therapy for like I am so excited I'm so excited yeah. to try this so not only do you you um, you offer this amazing class at your improv um, it's called Finest City Improv it's in Adra- North Park North Park here in San Diego County still right yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So check her out. We're going to post that link. But you also do traveling. You do a lot of traveling. I do. I'm a speaker for – so that meeting that I originally went to that I just described was for a, a group called Vistage. And Vistage is a um, leadership development group. And I am, in a, I am a Vistage member, so I did end up joining. And then I got encouraged by my group to uh, – every we meet once a month for a full day. And speakers, certified uh, speakers are brought in for the first half of the day to, to talk about like their expertise and see – you know to impart their wisdom on you and get you thinking about different things. And I was encouraged to do that by my group because I would always be bringing up this yes and and the different improv things and the way you could approach and the way it would help with brainstorming and the way it would help with taking risks and being a more courageous leader. And so now I have a program about using the tools of improv to be a more courageous leader. And I go and I get to travel around to really cool places um, like Portland was cool and Boise's cool and I'm going to Calgary and I, I go really to Chicago fun. and Indianapolis and – I do these three-hour workshops with groups of CEOs and key executives for um, all kinds of different companies, and I get them doing improv, get them to be vulnerable, and get them to so take cool. risks and think on their feet. It's an excellent investment. I was back. I was thinking earlier. I was like, God, I hope they're paying you well because that information is priceless. It, it really is. is. I hope they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, and I'm upping my price now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy speaking. Obviously, I like being on stage. I also like seeing the transformation in people. Um, and it is really nice to get to travel. I love to travel. I'd be traveling all the time um, if I could. Well, I can, and I, I do quite a bit, <laughs> and I will do more. Yes. What do you do? Like, so you, you, this is your life, right? You're one yep. of those people that can say that they're doing what they love, right? Yes. Um, what do you do outside of improv? Like, what's your, what's your go-to love? My go-to love is being outdoors, mostly by water, like ocean. If I'm on an ocean or a river 
or a lake, especially on a boat, I am so happy. So I just love being outdoors. That's kind of why I came to San Diego. I grew up in New York, upstate New York, up near Canada. It's very, very cold and snowy for about nine months of the year and very gray. And I just needed to be outdoors more. Um, so I was in New Orleans for a couple of years. I was with Teach for America. So I spent a couple of years teaching in the inner city schools there, which was very rewarding and very difficult. And then I came out to San Diego. I had the first time I came to San Diego was I'd been living in New York City for about a year as in video production after going to college. And then I was working in like experimental theater and video production. And at the time I was just like, God, I've just wanted to go west. Like I, I really wanted to go to the beach. I've always wanted to, you know, live. And for some reason I didn't think of going to Florida, probably because my grand, that's where my grandparents went, you know? So I was like, I'm going west. And so I bought a van. Uh, one of those conversion vans and my boyfriend at the time and my younger my brother my younger brother was like oh I'm gonna drop out of school and come with you and I was like yeah you are and we spent two months just driving across yes, the country yeah I didn't know at the time but I because so, so I've kind of always been a little like right. that and I was like let's just go let's just see and we we made it to the end of the eight and we got there and ended up in Ocean Beach because I was like I lived in the East Village of New York and I said what is like I asked some people I was like what's like the we're like the hippies and the bikers and the freaks, like, where do they hang out? And they're like, you want to go to OB? And I was like, perfect, because I'm in OB. <laughs> so I'm there. And then we drove up to San Francisco, spent a night we hanging out with friends and hate Ashbury. And I was like, this is a little too much like the, like New York. I want the beach. So we drove back down, lived there for nine months. And I, I, the way I tell it is I didn't smoke pot or surf at the time, so I had to leave. Um, <laughs> because that's what you do in OB. And I was straight edge then. And, I did, and, the, and the water is cold as hell. I'm Always. sorry we don't tell you that before you move out here. But the water is so cold. Um, I wasn't expecting that. That was, that was not fair. And so I actually didn't have New York City out of me. I had too much. Like I was like, oh, New York. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna wear my combat boots some more, and so I went back to New York to the to the grungy East Village. And then finally, I was like, "Nope." Four years later, I was like, "Had enough. Time to chill out." So, wow. So you came back? I did. Well, I went to New Orleans. I applied for Teach for America, got that, and then I just kept thinking about. I'd visited San Diego, some friends I'd made here, and finally, like, ended up back in OB, and I've been here 16 years. It gets you. And now I'm itching. I'm itching. I need much. I've done lots of travel within there, but like, sure. I really want to. So this is what we always talk about. We want to be able to have because we like to travel, right? So it's always about having a home base, and I think San Diego will always be a nice home base. But traveling is also like yeah. big. What's your next big trip? Well, I'm either going to go to Scandinavia to teach at an improv festival in March, and go to like I want to St. Petersburg uh, and you know Eastern Europe, or. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on this like list for like I go on these lists for a crew for boats and there's people sailing all over the world and I might just take like a month and just sign up to go on somebody's boat and just sail for like a month and somewhere so cool. amazing. So which I'm leaning way leaning towards that. Yeah. My biggest thing is my little dog, as you know, Louie. Mm-hmm. And so I can only leave him for a few weeks because I'd miss him too much and he'd miss me too much. So I need to get my own boat soon so that two so of Louis us can be on a, there sailing around. A water home. Yeah. He, yeah, he lived That's on a boat. Awesome. I've lived on a boat before, and he lived on a boat when he was a baby, a Ugh, puppy. So that Louis. He, his first word was boat. I would, say, <laughs> I would say boat, and he would run down the dock and jump on the boat. Are you sure it went bark? It was boat. It was boat. Yes, it was boat. <laughs> it was boat, Travis. <laughs> Changing her stories. You got your nice little list over there. Oh would you gosh. like to – um, I think we pretty much um, – Now that your people canceled well, on us okay, and they didn't so, show up, Jesse. Did we explain that this is a Christmas outfit? Is that <laughs> no. a sparkly stuff? No, wait. Yeah, why should we explain? We don't have to explain anything. We just show up as is and be vulnerable and it. say yes and. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> yeah, right. I don't either. Um, the the last thing I had on my list here was um, the the part of your book that's really cool and that a lot of people have hard times doing is accepting praise. And you talk about accepting the applause. Yep. As we're wrapping up the show here, I think that's a great place to put that in to talk about when it's okay. Like the formula for you and your 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 troops, your groups as they get off stage is to accept what comes your way mm-hmm. with the applause and the accolades. To absolutely say what you love, like take a moment with your team, say what you love, say what happened well, and don't even worry about critiquing it until next practice, next right. week, whenever that is. And, you know, that concept of – and even with um, a lot of with – the, with the business ideas of going to companies and talking about let's get our ideas out now – because if your best idea is 47 and you critique five and you're exhausted, you're never going to get to idea 47. Nope. So well this whole like wait it out, enjoy what you're in now. And I mean I create um, – for our page and other pages, I create the the quote pictures, the memes and stuff. And I will sit there and I'll be like, I don't like the color. I don't like the color. But instead of just like getting it out, putting it aside and coming back to it. Right. So that will be a good, a good habit to get into. Yeah. So accepting the applause – that's beautiful. Thank you. We work. Don't we we have it. to. We practice a lot of uh, positivity, especially because it's like you drive, you know, on the five and the eight, and you get <laughs> you, you finally park, and then you're in there like, like just life can put you in a real negative mood, N- and nobody wants to see that shit on stage. They've had a rough week too. They're like, make me laugh, and so we practice going up there. We have a choice in the every single moment to go positive. And so we practice going positive. And then we get off stage and the weird thing happens. We're like, you just did that whole thing. And you're immediately, our inner critic starts screaming at us like, dumbass, what was that choice you made? Yes. Yes. And so we have that. And somebody comes up to us like, great show. I really enjoyed that. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I hear people going, <laughs> thanks, but. I'm like, uh... you just butted yourself. But you'd be like, thanks. You know, one of the things I, I really had a lot of fun up there. Oh, it was really fun when I got to pretend to be the, you know, the washing machine, you know, kind of thing. And I was just wow. doing somersaults or something. Find the positive. Enjoy that moment with that person. You know what? You got the whole drive home. You can beat yourself up in your car. <laughs> that's that's a really good point because, I mean, I think we all do that at one point in our lives or oh, another. You know what I mean? It's like we don't. That's that spotlight we were talking about at the beginning is that I don't want that spotlight on me. I don't want to be thanked for something that I've done. It deflects it. But why? I mean, it's, it's like, like, oh, why my God, I love, I love that sweater. And you'd be like, oh. Thanks, but thanks, it wasn't but the one I wanted. The one that makes me, makes me I look all chubby, chubby on it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like yeah. that's our inner critic saying yeah. that. And the more our inner critic's doing that and the more we're allowing our inner critic to do that, the more that's our reality. That's how we're living. But call that our ego too over here. Mm-hmm. That ego getting in the way always oh, saying you yeah. can't. Yeah. You can't. You're not good Or enough. the reverse ego. We were like, right. damn, girl, you're good. <laughs> that, <laughs> that gets you in trouble too. That is the problem I have a little bit more often. That's the other side. I do too. like, that was a really good job on that stage. I'm like, I know. I know. I nailed that shit. I was, I, okay, so you just poo-pooed that. But I was over here thinking like, you are talking poo-poo. about like, the, oh, this sweater, but whatever. And I was like, this old thing, like, like when you know you look good yeah. and you're like this, oh, no, that's fine. I wore yeah. this four days ago <laughs> in a row. Like, but that's, that's my other ego. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's another story. So let's get down to the nitty gritty here. So Coco, this is the second time you've been in this. In the studio. In the studio, right? The first one was on Free the Housewives, which we love them gals. I love them. Such right. a Fun. genius show. So and they have we, somebody named Chicken. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, chicken. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. That's good. Chicken is chicken. We love chicken. We love it. I'm saying this. I'm saying this to lead up because they know how much we love them. Somehow, they 
had a show at Finest City Improv. They did. Right? Uh-huh. So there's these two housewives, uh-huh. right? I mean, they, they're they doing what they're doing, but let's be honest, it's not anything special. Kidding. I love you and you wow. know that. She knows that. We're on a little bit of a feud war right now. Fine. She keeps really breaking are. into my Facebook yeah. page mm-hmm. because someone keeps leaving it open. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but so how did that how did that happen and how does uh, yeah. tap right. into get into that? Uh, yes, well, you uh, can be on this show anytime. What it's called is uh, it's called Found Family. And it's a Saturday night show, Ooh. and what happens is it's kind of like an interview show. Um, for those that are in improv, we, it's like the Armando is called on the, in the insider circle. What it is is you interview somebody from all walks, somebody from a different walk of life, and they'd interview you and then create the improv inspired by your lives, by your stories. It and was it, it so honors cool. You, and it's so fun. It was so, so much fun, especially how much they – because they don't do any research on it really. Oh, no, not right? at all. Not no. at all. But there was a lot of things that they nailed on the housewives that they, they – like, have you been following us? Do you have a mm-hmm. camera in our van? Because well, yeah, because the- we practice. Like, I sit at the airport, and I'm like, this is gold. Like, I'm looking at I'm looking at characters. Right? I'm sitting there, like, as I was home in New York, and I was with my mom, and I we went out to lunch with her, a bunch of her friends from that she used to work with. They're all retired, and I'm just like. Oh my God, am I doing some character research right now? <laughs> <laughs> and I was at the doctor's the other day. The doctor. <laughs> and I was telling him. And I, like, just, like, you just start picking up on like little, you start reading people and you start noticing like the way that they talk, the way they hold themselves, what their point of view on the world is. And that's what it's about. Like, right. you know, the, the housewives have a very particular point of view on the world that's mm-hmm. really fun. Mm-hmm. And so you can go in and pretty much make any scene with just like grab that point of view and boy, you're going to have a lot of fun. So, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah. So we we'll enjoyed that. There. We enjoyed that. We enjoyed going to that show and like, just watching everybody kind of poke fun at the housewives and nailing it, really. Do you know about yeah. our show, um, A Single Lady? You guys aren't eligible. We watched a single, little. But... Oh, we watched um, a little bit of it on Facebook. You did? Of one of the characters. Oh, this yeah, is a fun yeah. show we developed. I'm really proud of. We did it over a couple of years. We decided, you know, we, we were lamenting how hard dating was, Jesse and I were. Yeah. And so I said, well, you know, what do we have at our resources? And one of the things, so we was trying to yes and, like, what we could do to fix our dating lives. And it was like, well, we have a stage. And I was like, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so we created a show called A Single Lady in which we find somebody who's single and it's a show in three acts and it's basically we interview them and ask them why are they still single and then we show them what their life has been like up to that point in terms of dating. So we're improvising scenes that we imagine would have been their life and then we play the dating game and we let the audience pick who they're going to marry. Uh, we then have act three of, of – uh, I love that she's cracking You can up. always – you can hear her cackling from in there. I love then, it. It's good. Uh, are you single? Do you want to be on the show? Not yet. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't say it like no. You'd be no. like, no, I'm not. <laughs> not we yet. have a perfect candidate for you, though. Okay, well, I, well, I have to talk to them, so I don't want to. So then bust we them send out. them. Then we improvise their life from moving forward once we match them up, and we we've come. We've actually managed to have a couple of people have dates after, um, but we have not. We we pretend to marry them off at the end of each show, but we <laughs> nice. have. But one of our improvisers can officially marry somebody on the spot. So that's our goal: is one day. <gasps> not that marriage is like the goal. But it's fun for a show. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Totally. So they're trying to put me on it for during our festival. They're trying to make me be the single lady. Oh, I think it'll be interesting. I might do it. I don't know. Do it. You yes and it. Damn I know it. I'll do it at some point. I just don't know if the festival's the right crowd, if I'm going to find the one in there. <laughs> You're like, I'm still looking for somebody well, specific. Whatever. I don't know how many roasts you've done. We went to a roast of oh, yeah. Cat, Cat Brown. Brown. Cat it was Brown. her birthday. 
And it, that was like the Comedy Central roasts are always hilarious. And you guys didn't take it quite like they go raunchy. Oh, yeah. I don't and know. They, <laughs> and we learned some stuff about everybody up on that stage. But I just as a vote, like a yes and like more of that, please. Okay. That was yeah. like I, we didn't have to know anybody out yeah. there. There was a, it was they were all solid performers that knew how to play off each other. And of course, at that point, you're writing jokes and you're performing. And yeah, it, more of that, please. I okay, love it. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. 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 I loved it. That yeah. was really great. So. Do you have any more questions before we we have a big we have a big announcement to make? <gasps> it's pretty huge. It's pretty well, huge. It's exciting. Yeah. It's Here, it's. Can we get uh, get you like this thing? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So today's our last. Our was our last um, live and podcast as uh, Travis and Pete tap into. Uh, Pete is moving to Russia. And Saint if those of you know I don't like to be cold, you probably know that's BS. Yeah, <laughs> he um, found a lovely lady that he's going to go marry and have many no kids and be fruitful. No, kidding. Uh, we <laughs> wait. I, I didn't yes and that at all. He's going. To, I have to work on it. He's going to priesthood. Oh, you can say no bullshit to that. <laughs> no, we uh, we've as you've uh, heard uh, if you've watched and, and listened, we've been looking for um, a new name because it was Travis and Pete. And now it's Travis and Pete and Cassie. Oh. It happens to be Travis, Pete, and Amy right now. So it's still tap. That was still works. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just need to come on permanently now. No, but uh, we came up. We've got a, a new name. We're going to revamp everything. Everything is going to show up the same. You'll get a notification. Um, we'll we'll transfer over the name and the and everything. But this was our last one, I think, as Travis and Pete. And from now on, go for it. Go for it. I had to like blanked out of the name. Um, from now on, we, the three of us, Travis, Pete, and Cassie, are now half full because we are always learning so much and we always want to remember that there's always space to keep filling up. There's always going to be space yeah, to learn it's more. It's about optimism. It's about always mm-hmm. viewing that cup as half full, right? Um, and not only is that cup half full, but then we get to choose what we're going to fill it up with. So yeah. there's going to be some really cool uh, – it's kind of like a catch twenty, not a catch twenty two, but it's a. Amy was the last person and the first person of the new fill up. We um, we're going to have uh, special guests on at least once a month. Um, a lot like Amy, no one's like Amy. No. But I filled you up. I uh, know. I think <laughs> we're going to have the. <laughs> I filled you up. I, I felt like I feel like maybe this should be left here so that every guest has to put it on. Uh, or just give me Friday. the link. Give me the link to, to Amazon. Just give me the link to Amazon. I'll buy like yes. one at every size, <laughs> so that people can fill it up. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah just want to make that announcement. So stay tuned for that. <coughs> Not a lot of things are going to change. You all don't really have to do anything. We're doing everything. Just on this keep end. showing up. Keep showing up like you're always doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we will put in the links to everything. Find us any improv, which is amazing. Go check them out. You can buy tickets online, right? <coughs> They're amazing because you can go in. You check it in, and while you're waiting for the show to start, there's a nice little lobby area with mm-hmm. a bar, so you can get yourself a cocktail and Ooh, food. Can I give a plug? For yes. You? There's only, I think, two shows left Saturday nights at 9. It's I believe this is our third year doing this show. Um, it's called It's Fucking Christmas Again. Yes. So that's kind of <laughs> yes. what we're about. So, so that's on Saturdays we'll at what time? It's Fucking Christmas Again. Saturdays at 9. Saturdays at 9. Yeah. Tickets are? $15. $15. You can go to www. FinestCityImprov.com. Perfect. And purchase those tickets. It is a really cool theater. I'll have to give you that. Like if you've never been there, it's a great atmosphere. It's not – anywhere you sit in the house is going to be a really good seat. 
Uh, but get there a little early so that you can get yourself a drink, something to eat, um, get yourself a good seat, which, like I said, everyone's a good seat. Uh, what else are we missing there? We'll plug in the Facebook page forward slash Find a City Improv. You can check out all their information on there as well as Amy Lazeski. Yeah. And go to Did Amazon and, and you buy try, that book. Buy that book. And then I'm going to make an audio book soon. Yes. Some of the people that don't yes. like to read. And then if you want to try improv, you never did it. You're a little scared to sign up for a full level one. We do have a Discover Improv class we do about once a month. You'll find that on our website. You can come try it out absolutely free. Uh, what? Someone what? say free. We like free. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also go, like Pete just said, go on to Amazon. Check out um, Amy's book, Relax. We're all just making this stuff up. Quick read, but it's super beneficial. If you're looking for a book of aha moments, if you're looking for a way to kind of get out of your shell and how to do it, it's broken down so easy for you. So just check that out. Um, we'll be putting something together actually where we might even give one of those away um, here pretty soon because that's how much we think this book is important that you've written. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Um, what am I missing? Um, I think I think that's it. Do you for have now. a question for everybody? Yeah, I, 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 I feel like something's missing. You guys are in jolly Christmas sweaters, and maybe there's a jolly Christmas tune in you guys. <laughs> Always. <laughs> It's Christmas time with Pete and Travis. It's Christmas time with Pete and Travis. It's Christmas time with Pete and Travis. Where are those fucking elves? I'm so glad that you were the one singing. Uh, I was waiting I was for you to jump in. I was about and to jump. Verse two. I did jumps. I did, ju- you did. jumps. Drums. You did jumps. 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 Yeah. So okay. So Uh-oh. we we have this. We're gonna experiment with whatever the question is, but. Um, we follow a podcast and at the end of her, her story is she asks her guests, she's like, tell me one thing, you know, for certain. And so what, what that's, oh, that's that. the question we're starting with right now. It's <laughs> yeah. going to morph maybe over time, but what's one thing that Amy Lazeski knows for sure. That it, it sounds so trite, but the older I get, the better, the better that you are once, the more you say like, maybe I don't know that answer. <gasps> We just talked about that. Dun, dun, dun. We talk, I feel like we, I was saying I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I and it's know. okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. know. Still getting there. Yeah. Follow that up though, that right? You can always though. say I don't know, but I know where to go to look for it. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but I can find that out. Yeah. The close second I was going to say is that, uh, you know, we're not lone wolves, that we need uh, – Wonderful people in our lives, and it's the most important thing. And uh, yeah, so that's it. That's awesome. That is awesome. That's a double dose. Yeah. <laughs> you we, uh, when I get vulnerable, in here. I add comedy so that it, it defend. It defend yeah. yeah, that's good shit. But I don't know. Brilliant. I don't know. And um, we are not. We are better together. See, yeah, that's one of our things. That's, that's a picture that we have in ours. It's two pineapples that always say we're better together. Right. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep, so, uh, that's what we know for sure. Should we end this on a uh, non-lone wolves howl? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for showing up for the last Travis and Pete live. Um, join us again next Tuesday. We will be here. Nothing's changed. Just keep tuning in. You'll get an alert once we get everything changed over. Just keep on showing up. Um, and we love you guys. And Amy, thank you so much for joining so us much. again today. Thank you. You'll be back. We'll, we'll show you. We'll figure it out some we'll kind of – We'll have Kat and Jesse in. Yeah, Kat and yes. Jesse if they decide they ever want to uh, come in. They're always welcome. Oh, they do. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, until then, we will see you all later. And thanks again. Bye.
Tap out. <laughs> you can't do that. That's Coco's. <laughs> tap out. Yes. Oh. Housewives I don't out. mean like tap. Oh, Housewives out. Well, I was like, we've been we are so grateful you joined us for another episode of Tap Into. Please like us on Facebook and drop us a message to say hi. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud and share us on your favorite social media. Special shout out to Specialty Produce Network. Aw, thanks. And our listeners and followers because we couldn't do this without you. And we're better together. Until next time, get, get out, out there, there and tap, tap into life. life. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.